We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And it is fall in Nebraska. It is officially fall. Although my favorite, one of my favorite meteorologists, Matt Serwe, said we have to stop marking seasons based on like <laughs> time period in a year because it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But I still, it still feels like fall. I woke up this morning. It was 51 degrees outside. My allergies are in full swing. It is officially fall. Same. Like I was so <laughs> excited over the weekends. Actually, this was just yesterday, like to wear, I had to wear a hoodie because I don't like being cold. Mm-hmm. And um, I love hoodie in um, jogging weather, like wearing joggers. Cause I don't dress up for anything. <laughs> I either look like I'm going to the gym or I've just left the gym at all times anymore. <laughs> My, uh, my fashion throughout the week, like I noticed something the other day, like Monday for me, Mondays are like business casual kind of days. Mm -hmm. And then it progressively gets more and more casual throughout the week. And then Saturdays are like, um, New York fashion week for me. So like (laughs) Saturday, Mondays are like my two days where like I, and this is so strange. So like, I was actually thinking this the other day, um, I have, I love clothes and fashion and shoes. It's just one of the things about me. Like if I, if I had like the wherewithal to do it, I would love to be like a fashion Instagram. Mario, not the time, bro. (laughs) Mario does not agree with my choices. (laughs) Um, No, if I had like the wherewithal to be like a fashion Instagram influencer, I'd love it. But like, I just, I, it's so hard to do that. Like I have like the utmost amount of respect for like the women and men on Instagram and TikTok and everything who are like so good at being like, this is what I'm wearing today. Cause I do that. And I look like a damn fool. <laughs> I look so, but I, I was like excited. So. Well, I was just excited because like after a year of basically living in like, I have so many leggings and sweatpants and I'm like, I'm just gonna <laughs> have to start wearing leggings and sweatpants, like press conferences, because I have so many that like, I'm not wearing now because I have to actually be in person with people right. <laughs> and dress business casual. So like, if you see me trying to make like sweatpants, like trendy, 
they are kind of trendy, but they I'm are, saying like, yeah. I'm not talking like the like casual joggers that people like wear with like the cute jean jackets and stuff. No, I'm talking like Aaron showing up in her like Midland University uh, sweatpants that she <laughs> had the from, elastic like, at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you showed up like that, trying to make that work, maybe sit me down and have a conversation. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. What's are you doing all right? Well, you know, I just, I haven't worn these in a while and just thought today was the day. <laughs> it's a day of comfort is what today is oh <laughs> uh, it's it is definitely hard to be around people uh but <laughs> i sure. i will say i definitely got into this is also going to sound weird no one cares but i feel like i kind of like evolved my own personal fashion over the last year with like being more um comfortable all the time and not feeling like I have to dress in a way that doesn't make me feel comfortable because I'm sitting at home and I I think I kind of learned that I definitely like more and I've always kind of been like this but I think the last year really helped me see like I love that like athletic dressed up kind of like the like in between mm-hmm. I think the people who do that and there was a lot of really amazing Olympians who do that so like the Olympics this year I was just like wow you all look so great um but like I like that style. You just got to figure yeah. out how to like bring that style to, to game day. <laughs> Incorporate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sasha, how are you? How is life? I'm good. You know, I, um, I had like a, one of those weird moments this morning where like, and the word that popped in my head when I was thinking about this was much greater than what I'm going to say right now. Cause I can't remember <laughs> what it was. A juxtaposition is what the word was. Like, I, I feel like uh, I'm 37, but like, I know that I'm closer to 40 and I'm like, I had one of those moments where I was like, am I doing what I should be doing with my life? Mm. Am I doing what I want to be doing with my fitness? Am I, I was like questioning everything. And I was like, dude, it is too early for this. It is five 59 in the morning. Like <laughs> I'm good though. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm better than I have been in recent weeks. <laughs> I, I feel that though. I'm about to turn 34 here shortly. Mm-hmm. And um, I always kind of do that where I'm like, am I doing, am I exactly where I need to be? And I think that's, what's so hard about honestly, just the access and availability to social media and mm-hmm. to everything else is seeing what other people are doing. And I will yep. say, I have to give her a ton of credit Laura Oakman, who started Galvanize, who I was able to get involved with more this over this past summer, when I was a part of her boot camp, she kept saying, like, you have to stop looking around and looking over your shoulder and looking at what somebody else is doing in their path and going like, well, is that where I should be? Am I not where I'm supposed to be? Because all of our paths are different and all of our paths are going to get us to a different end but like, they're going to get us where we need to go. And so she, it was just a good, helpful reminder, but it's one that like, I have to tell myself constantly. Same. Cause I'm always just like, Oh, this person got this opportunity or, Oh, this person got this. And it's like, does it matter at the end of the day? No. Right. Yeah. But I, I totally feel you. I have those moments a lot. <laughs> it's really. And when I, when I start to feel like that, I, I realize that I need to probably just get off of um, social media for the day. Um, because, uh, comparison definitely is like the death of joy. Like how can Mm -hmm. you realistically be joyful in the life that you're living if you're constantly comparing yourself to others? And so those are the days where I'm like, well, 
we will not be checking any social media today because that's just where I'm at. Well, it's actually really, it, you know, I will, I, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I still find myself having those moments of like jealousy or mm-hmm. um, feeling a certain way about things. And whenever I do, I have to kind of stop myself and be like, you know, let's kind of self-examine yeah. why you're feeling this way because it's always about me. It's never about the other person. Yep. However, I will say as I have gotten older and I feel like I have matured quite a bit um, and I'm constantly trying to be, I'm constantly trying to learn, but I have become more and more aware of when others are doing that to me. Mm. And um, there are sometimes like I have, we, this isn't what we were going to talk about today, but just as like a quick note, I, I think sometimes, especially in spaces that are male dominated, like women are expected to just like blindly support one another. Mm. And like, I am all for like, we need to support women in sports, support women in male dominated spaces. Like there is no reason not to support women unless like they give you a reason not to. Right. But I also say like, you don't need to like, just because someone is a woman that doesn't, that doesn't mean you just need to go and like, blindly throw support if they're mm-hmm. being mean to you or they're acting a certain way or maybe their values don't align in a, in the way that like something that you would support like you can still be supportive without necessarily throwing everything you have behind Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I, I mean I've come across where I can tell the person that I'm meeting is getting a vibe from me that maybe they don't like, or is getting a vibe from me that like, we're just at different stages. And maybe mm-hmm. like, maybe they are like looking at my career and trajectory and thinking like, well, why are you here? And I'm not. And so like, I've had to kind of, my mindset had always been like, why doesn't this person like me? Why doesn't this person accept like what is going on here? And I think I've had to come to find that like, I can't similar to anything in life. I can't make everyone like me. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone's going to, not everyone's going to appreciate the path that I've been on. Not everyone's going to appreciate the path I'm trying to be on. And that's okay. It's, there are going to be people where it's just simply, it just, the dynamic doesn't work. And so yeah. that was a long winded way of me saying, like, I think as I've gotten further along in my job, not only am I realizing when I do that, to other people, but I'm starting to recognize when people do it to me. Yeah. And that, that has been a humbling experience to kind of realize like the way I feel, it's kind of like the way I feel sometimes where like, I feel that sense of jealousy. Of course, people are going to feel that mm-hmm. on the reverse. And so it kind of has helped me humble myself and like kind of accept how I feel about things as I'm kind of going through and through them, processing them. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if any of that made sense, but it's just, it's just one of those things, especially where, comparison is the thief of joy. So like, I'm trying not to steal my own joy because I can't control what other people think and feel and act. And like, we're not all going to be like best friends. So I just always try to say like support each other, but that doesn't mean like you have to go run out and grab coffee every single day. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I had over the last, it's been damn near two years now (laughs) um, that we've been, dealing with a pandemic. Um, but oh at this point, isn't it an endemic, but semantics, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like just realizing that a lot of the time, other people's reaction is in some way, a projection of maybe something that they're going through. Yes. And then also realizing that sometimes when I'm reacting to something that somebody else is doing, that's also me projecting something and like Mm -hmm. finding what the root of that is and then doing some work on that so that 
either the emotion that comes along with whatever I'm reacting to lessens itself, or at least I'm very then aware of why I'm reacting some a certain way to something. Right. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually feel like this is this goes really well into what we did want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I do want to just say really quick, um, especially because we had the episode on name, image and likeness, which if you have not listened to that, you know, things have changed, but please go listen to it. It's the our first NIL episode and we will have to have uh, Matt Brown back. But he Matt Brown of um, Extra Points joined us to kind of talk through the initial stages of NIL. But this one was just interesting enough where I wanted to. Um, share it with everyone, point it out. But DJ Graham, he is, uh, Oklahoma's DJ Graham had just this incredible one-handed interception against Nebraska. It Mm. became um, just social media fodder within like three and a half seconds. Um, What was wild about it is, and this is really smart business. This is just really smart business. By the time that we have recorded this podcast, so three days after this game and that interception happened, he has T-shirts, hoodies, um, all of this line of things for people to buy. And here's what it says. Wear the moment for DJ Graham's one-handed grab, one of the all-time great interceptions. Um, it's officially licensed by him through a T-shirt provider. I mean, that's just really smart business dealings yeah. because – this is one where you've got to take advantage of that fast. He got somebody to um, basically draw an illustration of it, put it together. It looks really nice. You can get it on t-shirts, hoodies, different things. And um, I mean, the, the reason it kind of stopped me is I saw Kelly Mosier, who's a friend of mine. He works for huddle previously has been with Nebraska. He's awesome at what he does. He quote tweeted somebody that was talking about that moment And it it was kind of being called the Instagram interception because you cannot blame him for making that interception. It was great, Um, but it flipped the field in Nebraska's favor. It kept Mm -hmm. Nebraska in the game. Uh, So Kelly's tweet reacting to this other tweet said, totally this, you're going to see this play everywhere, but it wasn't the best play that he could have made for his team. It's the perfect social media play. Huskers kept the field position and bring in the possession. So I was talking with Kelly and he wanted to be clear. <laughs> it's, it is the perfect social media play, but it's also not the best, best play. Like he said that he could have made in that moment for his team, which makes for an interesting dynamic. It's always existed, but it's potentially amplified now. Not that he made that play because of NIL. Absolutely not. I do not want someone's takeaway to be like, oh, he made that. Like that catch was near damn impossible. There's no way that he he could have known he was going to make it and was going to look the way it did. Um, but players, no matter what, NIL or NIL or not, have always had to make a decision if they're going to make a play that is best for them or best for their team. They didn't end up losing, so it didn't end up costing really anything for Oklahoma in the long run, but it could have, and that's a bigger discussion. But, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment, he made a great play for himself. Was it the best play for Oklahoma? Probably not. Actually, it wasn't, but it's fine in the long run for him, and he's not taking advantage of it. It's a really interesting dynamic that NIL has added this layer on top where some people might be frustrated with him over that play uh, because why did you do that? Why didn't you just bat it down? Why didn't you just do this? But now he's taking that and turning it into a business opportunity. So I'm interested. I'm sure there are people out there who are frustrated with that. But, you know, strike while the iron is hot. You made a hell of a catch. Mm. Um, your team still ended up winning. So 
go make some money off of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, and before we started recording, I brought up like, can you imagine if NIL existed with the Jordan Westercamp behind the back catch? Like you got to capitalize on those moments as a player, because one, there isn't a guarantee that you continue playing this game further down mm-hmm. the line. And if there's a money-making opportunity for you um, in the NIL era, then like you said, you strike while the iron's hot at the end of the day, everything you said is true, but he's also got to look out for his best interest. And if that in includes making money off of a catch like that, then why not? Oh yeah. I don't like, and I I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't people out there and I haven't gone looking for them, but people who are thinking like, Oh, you know, does this mean players are going to try to make these big catches for NIL opportunities? I don't think so. Players have always tried there. It does add an interesting dynamic. That Mm -hmm. is all I will say. And that's where I think Kelly, I really appreciated his thoughtfulness on it because it does add a layer, a dynamic that maybe we weren't thinking of, of like what they do when these moments happen Mm -hmm. and how they quickly capitalize on them. But overall, I mean, players are always going to end up trying to make the best and biggest. Um, we, we see it all the time in all sports. Players, they're, they're, they're athletes. They're competitive. They want to not only do the best for the, their teams, but for themselves. So many of these players in, the, in college football are trying to make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. These are all things that they put on their resume. So aside from NIL, they were always going to try to like show people, look how good I am, look how look how good I can be. Now an NFL scout might go, well, you should have batted it down, but that's beside the point. It was still a hell of a catch. He showed athleticism that is like going to impress people. So definitely good for DJ Graham. Go get your money. This is, this is that time. Um, but to kind of go back to what we were just saying and, um, you know, kind of looking at the world, I was just having, it was really actually serendipitous like I never say that I was gonna say synergy and then serendipitous that's correct um but I was talking with Sadie uh Sasha's co-host of the uh, meathead test kitchen uh if you haven't listened to that podcast I really recommend it uh but I was talking with Sadie about this because I have started trying to really post more on TikTok and grow my following there and it (laughs) I wish all of you could see it. Uh, Sasha is just getting like all the attention from her dog, Mario. It's the best thing ever. Uh, my dogs keep wandering in and around, but they have now settled wherever they're at. Um, but we were talking just about hate comments and mean mm. comments on the internet. And um, this kind of goes back to that self, like we're talking about self-reflection and like understanding like why people act the way they do, say things to you. And it's often a reflection of that person more than it is anything about you. Like yes. anytime... And I don't say that, like, make yourself feel better. If you're being a jerk to people and someone calls you out, like, that is not a reflection on them. That's a reflection on you. Right. Consequences. Um, yes. Of your um, actions. Exactly. But it's just, if you're going to, like, if you're going to spend any time on the internet and cr- try to grow any kind of following, you are going to inevitably be met with people leaving really nasty, awful comments. And I'm always in my mind, like, where's that person at in their life that they were willing or they were able to come and leave that comment and just like, it doesn't ruin their day. It ruins mine, but clearly something else is going on with them that made them feel comfortable to do that. So Sadie and I were talking about that, which I had mentioned to Sasha and Sasha's like, yeah, I just like kind of, you know, I, this is kind of where I'm at. So yeah, let's let's just talk about hate comments because Sasha, you had an example of what you and Sadie were dealing with with mm-hmm. Meathead Test Kitchen and TikTok. 
Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy because I, I didn't realize the power of that platform one um, and two didn't ever think that I would be on the receiving end of comments like that. You see it all the time, especially mm-hmm. being a woman in the space in general. Um, it seems like there's a lot of mansplaining or just derogatory comments made because it's, you're able to be anonymous behind a keyboard on the internet. Um, and what, what I had said was typically I just ignore, ignore those types of comments. I don't go out of my way to call them out because in my mind, I'm not going to give you any more attention for being an asshole on the internet. Mm. Um, but you, your counter to that was it is those small comments though, sometimes that stick with you. And yesterday it did stick with me. So if anybody saw my tweet, I literally said it takes less time and effort to say, simply say nothing at all and to scroll on by than it does to be an asshole on the internet. Like literally say less mm-hmm. because say com- less, <laughs> literally say less. Um, the comment was, there were two of them back to back, like two brain dead women podcasters. And then we happened to use the F word in, it was a post about us thanking our listeners for asking really smart and intelligent and well thought out questions. And the other comment was sound smart as F and then the laughing emoji. Like, I don't understand the, why, what, like, why, why take time out of your day to say things like that to people you don't know on the internet? But to your point, those comments did stick with me yesterday. It didn't hit me right. And for Sadie, um, she lived through a very traumatic, she lived through Hurricane Maria. They lived in Puerto Rico at the time when that happened. Mm. And it was September 20th. So she was already having a bad day. And then to get comments like that on top of it, I more so, I think initial, my initial reaction was more so upset because they would have, how would they know it's a stranger on the internet that she was having a day like that. But that's why you don't make those comments because you don't freaking know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and somebody in a worse mindset could have taken those completely to heart and you know, you just don't know. And that's why I just don't, I, I hate seeing comments like that. I know that it's not going to stop, but I just, I, that's why I always urge people to like, just, it, it takes zero effort to be nice or just not say anything at all. Um, and think, not, not yeah. knowing what someone's going through. Like you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, you, we kind of going back to what we said, like, in a recent episode about disruptors, like Mm. people don't like disruptors. A lot of times, a lot of times people want to disrupt the disruptors because they want you to leave that space. And, you know, in this case of meathead test kitchen and I, why I have such an immense amount of respect for what Sasha and Sadie are doing is um, they're, they're coming at fitness and, health from a perspective of one women, um, but two also from, I feel like the, the health and fitness space is very dominated by a very specific, like almost, um, like not intimidating is not the word. It's almost like when you think of the gym and like when people like women primarily say like, I don't like to go to like the free weight section because like people just stand there and are like awful. And you feel like, the, the men in that space are like 
just being really inappropriate Mm -hmm. and they don't want you there. Like that is kind of what I feel like a lot of the health and fitness space is. And some of it's because you watch like shows like a long time ago, the biggest loser. And that's the coaches. The coaches are like kind of these, um, intense mean, uh, it's, it's this, I'm like really failing at my words today, but I just, I feel like, I guess how I'm trying to say this is meathead test kitchen comes across as very approachable for somebody Mm -hmm. who is, especially for women, just trying to find a place, a home where the people on the other end understand that they're understand that their journey is going to look different based on who you are. And so like, even like episodes, like you're trying to bulk and what that means, like it's, it's things that like for a lot of people, like bulking sounded scary prior because they're like, well, that means I'm just going to like, there's always this belief that like women, if they bulk, they're just going to get huge. And it's like, first and foremost, maybe that's what you want. But if it's not, that's also not what that means. Like there are different, like ways that you can approach your health and fitness. So anyway, I digress. I, I'm not doing a very good job explaining. I just would say meathead test kitchen comes across as very approachable. It's, it's very welcoming, especially as a woman to have two women who are speaking on this. And I think when you are a disruptor like that, especially in a space where like men, because most of your hate comments are coming from men and it's a very insecure place, literally all of them. Yep. Yep. I mean, all of my hate comments for me come from men and Mm -hmm. it is always like in my space, anytime I post about women in sports, I'm always met by men, always met by men who are like, women have the same opportunity. If they don't, if they don't, get those opportunities that's on them like Mm -hmm. women have the exact same opportunity and i will say this one person really surprised me on a recent tiktok comment they came across my video and said something like women have every every or women can be just as great as men blah 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 and i was like i'm gonna see if this person was trolling or not like Mm -hmm. my better instinct is don't respond but i'm just gonna see if they were trolling or not so i responded was like yes women can do just as well if not better at anything, but they have to have the opportunities to prove that they have to have Mm -hmm. the opportunities in that space. If we're not giving them that opportunity, then it doesn't really matter. They, how can they be great? And this person came along and was like, hundred percent agree with you. I was like, thank you. Hold up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like you weren't trolling. All right. So I'm glad I like, didn't like completely brush you off, but it's always, it's always men telling women you're wrong. You don't get it you're dumb, you're ugly. It's, it's the amount of people who've told me when I don't agree with them, I'm suddenly now fat. I'm suddenly now Mm. ugly. I'm suddenly now this or that just because I didn't like agree with their assessment. Right. It's, it's damaging behavior because I'm like, who are you people in real life? Yeah, for real. And I, I, I think it goes much further and beyond like everybody has a mother, everybody, not everybody has a sister, but every person has a female in their life and like the, the uh, well, would you say this to that person in those moments, they're not thinking about that one. Um, And two, when it comes to some of the comments that we receive, it's (laughs) the thing about fitness and, and nutrition and all of that, it's a very male dominant space, but also all of the things that we've all been told our entire lives have all been geared towards men, every workout program, every nutrition program, all of it. So then to have women in this space, and there are several of us coming out and, and breaking things down in a way that 
kind of debunks all of the money-making opportunities that some of these people have had, you're making money off of people because they don't know any better because they've been told a certain set of rules their entire freaking life. So mm-hmm. when you change that conversation around it, it can be intimidating to certain people in those spaces because they're not used to women being frank about it or representing a different populace of people, just like in sports or any of that. Um, But to just, when you oversimplify it and just like attack somebody because of how they look and not because of the information that they're presenting to you, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. Oh, and I just want to, I want to point this out as well for anyone who's like, what, what about health and fitness and how it's geared toward men? Okay. So I'm literally Sasha's too. I'm wearing a whoop and I love my whoop, love my whoop. Um, I've learned so much about my own personal health because of it that mm-hmm. I did not realize, like, so even just between my fiance and I, like the way that my body resets and like how I rest and everything is so different than his. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're two different people, but we're also, he, he's a man, I'm a woman. Like there are just different physiological shit happening that makes things yep. different. Um, but when I was talking for a story for Hill Varsity on Nebraska volleyball and its use of whoop, and then other sports at Nebraska are starting now to use whoop whoop has partnered with certain schools and certain women's athletic programs like Nebraska volleyball, because even whoop who has been around since I think 2012 mm-hmm. has admitted their platform was designed and developed around men specifically mm-hmm. because that is the data points that people had historically it was always based on men. So when you're talking about your heart rate variability and you're talking about resting heart rate and you're talking about different things, it has always been geared around what has worked for men. Mm-hmm. And that is not even just on whoop. That is whoop taking information as it's building its platform And then realizing our platform pretty much is built to serve men. Now women can definitely learn, but like we are not equipped. We are not equipped to help the women of our platform better understand their body and physiology because we have not spent the time. So they are currently in a study right now um, to not only understand how women's bodies respond to stress and to different outside factors and they cool cool fact for those of you who are nebraska Mm -hmm. volleyball fans nebraska volleyball is one of the programs that is a part of this with whoop to better understand women's bodies so when you Mm -hmm. see nebraska players wearing whoops that is what is going on they are not only understanding the individual athlete but they are using nebraska athletics to help further understand women yeah that's pretty damn cool now they have admitted this took way too long for them to do it. Like understanding how uh, menstrual cycles play into how women recover, how like even just like the fact that like, sorry, this is this, I I got so into the weeds with this, with like this story when I was doing the research, because like whoop whoop is this like brand that is building and they're even the ones going, we're not fully equipped to handle women correctly yet and Mm -hmm. we're working to fix it like they are acknowledging i mean i'm sure you've gotten them too sasha i've gotten studies where they've asked like would you participate in this study can we like take your data on these particular things so that we can help kind of understand Mm -hmm. but like as we start to understand that women obviously women are different um (laughs) and that is going to change how we approach things Mm -hmm people push back on that. People push back on change because it's easy to live in comfort. It's easy to live in what we've known. And I think you get met by a lot of people who just want to be like, I I see it in sports. 
I promise these are connected when I make this point. I see it in sports when social justice issues are becoming more and more forefront in sports, which, by the way, sports have always been political. This is not new. Um, But as it's becoming as social media and platforms have given bigger have given voices to people who historically wouldn't have that platform because people weren't, you know, they weren't getting the interviews or they weren't Mm -hmm. getting the media coverage. Um, As you're hearing more and more and more and more from people, you're seeing the sport change. In my opinion, it's not changing for the worse, but people are afraid. They don't want the change. They want, they want sports to be their escape, just like they want health and fitness to be this thing that makes them feel warm and fuzzy and how like they felt about it. But mm-hmm. like when people are saying, but that doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. So it has to change a little bit because I can't, I can't exist in this space. Yeah. They come through and it's always met. It's always personal attacks. It's yeah. always, you suck. You don't belong here. You're ugly. You're this you. And it's the thing that they don't realize is it's dropping bombs because they drop it and they leave. We can block them. We can get rid of them, but then we get to think about it. Yep. 100%. And they get to move on with their day. And usually they feel justified in what they've done. Right. Because they don't have to deal with the consequences of their actions because they've been blocked or whatever. Um, I, I find it frustrating, especially like, I mean, and there are in Nebraska, we're in Nebraska, obviously um, there are gyms that are opening up that are specifically for women. Like, not a, no men are allowed, but it's specifically for women, a safe space for them to go. So then when they walk up on the platform and are trying to do a deadlift, some dude doesn't walk up to them and question why they're doing something. It doesn't affect you in any way. Why are you in my bubble? Like get out of it. I don't understand. Um, honestly, like the word audacity is the only thing I can think of. Like the audacity to come up to somebody when they're doing something, whether that be working on the sidelines, whether that be standing on a platform at the gym and to come up and question why that person is there is why we have these conversations. Stop Mm -hmm. doing that. I belong here just as much as you do. Just like anybody working in sports, that's a female Mm -hmm. belongs in that space. Oh, I remember you saying that about the deadlifts. I remember being at the gym. This was a few years ago now, but I was doing crunches and this random, this random ass man, um, which this just made me think of the TikTok. uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'll come back to that. Um, But he comes up to me and critiques my form and is like, that's not what you want to do. And I will say, um, since doing Peloton, Maddie Majacomo, he is like an ab, like that is like his thing. One mm-hmm. of his like strengths is like ab work. And I always appreciate him because he's like, okay, you can have your hands here. You can have your hands here. He's like, it doesn't really matter to me. What I, what I care more about is your form. And mm-hmm. if like your back is flat on the floor. So like, if you have to have your hands behind your head to make that happen, great. If you are having a day where your neck is hurting and you need your hands behind your head, great. I just, the fact that you showed up and you're putting in the work, like you'll keep getting better. You'll keep progressing. And like, I appreciate that because so many people want to be like, you're not doing it the way I would do it. And that's fine. Everyone does things differently. I have to just like throw this random caveat out here because I mentioned it. So there's this TikTok um, creator. He's so funny. I I can't think of his name. I could go find it really fast, but I'll spare you all me like searching through my phone. Um, (laughs) But he responds to his hate comments by creating diss tracks so like he basically he's a rapper um 
like music creator and uh-huh. every single time somebody does he does and this one is so funny because this person came along and i don't even remember what the hate comment was but i'm like this person had to like if this person didn't delete their account mm. right <laughs> The beginning of it is I'll be damned. I'll be damned if I listen to words about or like facts about the mouth of a man with an unwashed ass. Oh, yes. Yeah, that one. (laughs) And I mean, a lot of people know that little clip, but it's like a minute and a half of him just roasting this person. (laughs) And everyone in the comments was like, imagine leaving that hate comment and coming back the next day and being like, I not only have to delete my account, I have to delete my life. Like I have to like go into hiding because this person just absolutely eviscerated me. But it's like, point being people just like gosh you know what the world is shitty enough as it is Mm -hmm. like you don't need to make it worse no you don't need to make it worse if you don't like something if you don't agree with somebody move on i i think there's a healthy way i don't want to encourage people not to share like hey i don't agree with so like right we're all watching a football game on Saturday and I see something and maybe you don't agree with the way I saw it. If you come into my mentions and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I, that's not how I interpreted that. Actually, I don't agree with you on that. And this Mm -hmm. is why like, that is fine. Like, let's have that disagreement. If you come into my mentions and go, you're an idiot. You, you shouldn't even have your job. It's like, hold up a second. Like this is like, there are, there are differences between having healthy disagreement and discourse and just yep. being a jackass. And a lot of times those comments come, um, like if I'm watching real housewives and someone's like, Oh geez, like how dare, like, how dare I, a person who works in sport have an interest in something other than sports <laughs> and sorry for my trash television viewing. I'm aware that I watch a lot of trash, but I also don't care because that trash television doesn't make me feel bad. Right. Um, but the fact that people always want to hate on that, I'm like, you understand, you could keep just scrolling. You see right. that tweet, you don't have to like, you don't need to waste a moment of your day worrying about it. Just look at me like, yeah, I don't care. Keep right. moving. It's amazing, but you have a choice to just keep going. Yeah, you have a choice to just scroll on and not say anything at all. I just don't understand the, what compels people to feel like they have to say something like we don't just because social media exists. Doesn't mean you have to comment on everything. You could just shut up. (laughs) You could just be quiet and not say anything about it. If I'm, if I'm doing something or if I'm posting a billion pictures of my dog, I don't need you to comment on Go oh, gee, why don't you post another picture of your dog? Thanks. I will. I love my dog. He's freaking Yeah, in fact, cute. I'm now just going to spam them all to you. Like- exactly. Like why, why even like at that point, you're just opening yourself up and making yourself look like a jackass. Like you don't have to do that. I get wanting to, wanting to comment on stuff. And like, that's like my love hate relationship with social media. Like we are all out there sharing stuff mm-hmm. like all the time. It doesn't mean it needs to be commented on all the time. If you don't agree with it or you don't like it, like, just don't say anything. That's what I do. Wow. I don't agree with that. It yeah, takes I, 0.5 seconds to move the screen up and just not say anything. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, this is one that, that it's not sports related. So sorry, I don't care. Um, but Casey what we do on this podcast anyway <laughs> this podcast like started with the intentions of maybe being semi-sports related and we just took a very sharp left turn from like the get-go and we're just like see y'all later <laughs> um 
No, Casey Musgraves released her new album a week and a half ago, Star Cross. I'm a Casey Musgraves fan. I have been since the beginning. I'm going to be that person. I've loved her since day one. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I have. Golden Hour was an incredible album. I get it. There's a reason you all, y'all, that (laughs) there is a reason that that album won album of the year. Look, like it was great. She cannot make the same album every time. Mm. So anyway, she makes Star Cross. I love it. It is heart-wrenching, in my opinion. It mm. is not a typical divorce breakup album. It is very much a reflection of it. Somebody made a comment where they're like, you know, it feels like she wrote these all like after the fact, like in hindsight. I'm like, yeah, it does. Because she probably didn't want to write about it going through it. So now right. she's reflecting on it. And honestly, in my, this is just my opinion. To me, I love the album because it feels like somebody after the initial heartbreak coming back and reflecting on all of the things that have happened and mm-hmm. sharing a perspective through it. So there's something a little bit different about that in my in my mind, because we've all heard the like, I'm in the thick of it version of these songs. And mm-hmm. this is like, I've been through it. I'm not yet OK, but I'm at least like past the initial like heartbreak of it and can kind of like see things a little bit more differently. And so. I love this album. I've talked about this album on TikTok. I've talked about it on Twitter. Each time I have, somebody's like, I don't love it. Or I guess I haven't talked about it on Twitter yet because God forbid. Like, <laughs> um, But Instagram and TikTok, and I find people coming into my comments or my mentions being like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. It's terrible. It's not like what it was. And I'm like, cool. Like, I, I'm sorry that it's not what you were hoping for. And I'm sorry that I enjoy it. But like, why? Why? Like, yeah. this is so silly. And it's not like a, hey, um, you know, I don't love it personally. Like, not my album, but like, you know, I appreciate like, whatever. It's like, literally people being like, I'm really disappointed. And it's a divorce album. I can't believe you even like it. And it's like, just move on. Just like, go. who cares? Yeah. Like if you posted something about Casey Musgrave, I actually saw your post on Instagram and I was like, I haven't listened to it. So like scroll, like (laughs) I'm not going to, I have nothing to add to the conversation. And if someone's enjoying something and out there living their best life, loving the new Casey Musgraves album and you don't like it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just go, just keep going. Oh, I, one of my favorite podcasts outside of, our own obviously in meathead test kitchen is kate kennedy has a podcast called be there in five and she prominently talks about um pop culture and just different Mm -hmm. stuff and she talks about this a lot where she's like i just she was her big thing is that especially in pop culture people like to peg women as like oh you just love to talk about all this like fun and like you know girly things about pop culture and she's like Pop culture is pop culture because it's popular. Popular. It's something that it's a part of our culture. It's a part of our, it it is a part of our world. And she's like, I love like kind of studying and looking at it and understanding like, why do things become popular? Why do Mm -hmm. things become trends? Why do things become this? But people like to write her off as just being like a frivolous female. And she, she always brings that up of like, I just don't get why it's, a big deal that I have interests in whatever topic, but people come to her and get mad at her for having like, for caring about pop culture. All all I will say is I will direct the people who have an issue with people who care about pop music and pop culture and just say, go listen to NSYNC's um, dirty pop, that song where they're like talking about pop music, like that song 
was severely underrated, but they do mm-hmm. call out people for hating on pop culture. <laughs> right. That's the one thing that gets me at like a total sidebar and tangent. Like I brought up NSYNC. Nothing can get like further <laughs> off. The- <laughs> I mean, bye, bye, bye. Am I right? Um, <laughs> but the thing that always gets me about pop culture and like people hating on it or hating on people who love it, pop is short for popular culture. Like yes. if you like any top 40s music at all, and that doesn't include just pop music, it could be rock music, it could be alt music. It That's why... <laughs> It's all popular and there's a reason for it. And actually, um, I saw some video like going through the reasons that songs get popular and like why certain other songs aren't popular. And mm-hmm. it's usually because part of that song reminds you of another song that you already like. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh. really interesting to like I'm... look through like why songs become popular. I'm so glad that you brought that up because actually I encourage you all this, this where, however we got here, but this is a fun <laughs> little experiment to do. Mm-hmm. I, that is a great point. I love that Sasha brought this up. I was having, this is synergy. I was having this thought the other day because I am like keenly aware that like my favorite songs all kind of sound the same. Mm-hmm. So go listen, go look at like your favorite songs. This isn't going to work for everything right. to be clear. Like if you're like, I'm looking at it and they like, this Eminem song doesn't match this um, Savage Garden song. Mm-hmm. Well, no kidding. Those are two very different artists and genres. Right. But like I was looking through like my recent songs and if I could play all the melodies for everyone, there's this remix of Bittersweet Symphony that I really like. There's a new song called Distance by One Republic. There's this song called Glory Days by The Vamps. Casey Musgrave's Easier Said is one of my favorite. I'm, I'm listing these because I'm my point is if you listen to them all in order mm-hmm. they kind of have a similar like not melody but they all kind of have a similar vibe they got vertigo by khalid is one of my uh khalid how does he say his i think it's khalid i think the problem is, is dj khalid throws me off and so yeah. my apologies oh, to they're probably i think it's yeah. khalid okay um let me I, I have to look it up because i hate that i just did that for him um, i totally misspoke it wasn't a video it's actually in the book the power of habit so the Ooh. song that it was about was Hey Ya. Everyone knows Hey Ya. Everyone loves Hey Ya. But when they first tested it in markets, everyone hated it. So then they started looking at the popular songs of that time period. And mm. we're like, okay, well, we've got to contact these radio stations and have them start playing this song that sounds similar. So yep. then when they re-released the song, they had already been asking these radio stations to play songs that were more similar yep. in, in tone and... That's um, why you tempo. all say the radio sounds the same. When you're like, every song on the radio sounds the same. It's- There's a reason for that. They're yep. marketing to your brain. It's crazy how our brains work. But when they re-released it and then re-promoted it, everyone freaking loved Hey Ya. It was a top 10 song. Yeah. For oh, a long time. <laughs> all of you, like, are, like, you're doing it to yourselves too. Go look at your Apple Music playlist. Look at your Spotify playlist. Look at your favorite playlist. And I promise you there's a trend that you're mm-hmm. developing for yourself. And that's totally... I think that actually is like a nice way to like ultimately wrap this episode up because the thing is, is we all have things that make us who we are. We all have interests. We all have things that make us unique, different. And our, our thought process are, we bring different things to the table. And so my Spotify on repeat playlist is not going to look the same as Sasha's. It's not going to look the same as yours. And all of that is okay. I, I just wish people when they came across things that they don't agree with or things that they don't 
have something to offer, mm-hmm. but just move on and realize that your words have power and you don't, you don't need to ruin people's days over something so, so minor. Yeah. Okay. You don't, you don't like Sasha and Sadie's podcast. One, you're a damn fool, but two, (laughs) that's fine. Go find that podcast or whatever that does fulfill your day and move on and don't ruin other people's days in the process. Like it is not necessary to do that. I mean, for those two comments, I mean, how many followers do you have on TikTok now? Like 8,000, 7,000, 8,000, like close to eight. So there you go. Like, sorry to these two random men, but there is a large group of people who do support this and want this information, want to see it. Like you are free to move on and go spend your day elsewhere. Like it's simple. It's so simple. Yeah. I, that's why I, I've actually in the last probably six months have posted the same thing twice. Like because I see people commenting on crap on, you know, like Twitter. And instead of just not saying anything at all, or the, the first time I ever did this, it was, I don't care. You, you mm-hmm. took, you must care enough that you took time out of your day to type out, I don't care and hit send. If you truly don't care, then you would just simply not say anything. It's so much easier to just not be an asshole. <laughs> and be kind or not say anything at all than it is to take time out of your day to say something hurtful to somebody else that you don't even know. Yeah. You just don't know what people are going through and you you don't don't. know, you don't know what, I mean, I just think taking a step back and realizing like we, we can't all agree on things. We don't all have the same interests and that's totally fine. It just, yeah. I, I think choosing kindness and I, I love, I love just literally say less, literally say less. And this is coming from somebody who does a lot of talking for a living. Sometimes it's fine to just literally say less. And if you find yourself triggered by something, ask yourself why, because there are, there are certain times where I am not telling you that there are certain times where a person deserves to be ratioed to the sun on Twitter. Like, you know what I'm talking about. It's this, there are certain instances where it's like that person deserves every ounce of the hate and attention that they're getting because they asked for it. Like Mm -hmm. roll up to McDonald's. Here's that. Here's the bag of attention that you were looking for. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, that is a different case. But for most of it, when people are minding their own business, enjoying something in life or doing something that is impactful for other people, but it's just not for you move on let people let people exist and don't be the reason to ruin people's days. It's not, it's not ultimately going to make you feel better. Even if in the moment it feels like you got some sense of power, I promise you that is incredibly fleeting, which is probably why those people continue to do it. Cause they're constantly seeking that feeling of power. And then it's gone before they, it's gone before they even get to the next person that they're mm-hmm. angry at. Mm-hmm. That's beautifully said, like mic drop sister. You always make me feel good because I'm like, <laughs> all my wild thoughts. Um, really quick before we end this episode, um, Sasha, I'm trying to send these emails to you. Okay. <laughs> um, 
uh, but they're not. I don't know if something's going on with Outlook today, but if it is, same mood. Um, <laughs> Outlook is just like not working today, not interested. But a few of you did email us. I cannot at the moment reply to you and or forward them to Sasha. I've been trying and that is something. Um, but I, I want to just point this one, uh, email out and we can, we can go through more of them, um, next week, but I just really, this one, Yuri, who has emailed us before he reaches out to us on Twitter as well. Just apologize for not being interactive as of late. Please never apologize. Like we just appreciate you being there no matter what. Um, but he said he's had a, he's had a long, he's had a pretty rough, um, you know, several months. And um, I I won't get into details of everything that he sent, but just said that this one hour or so of our podcast makes him feel a little bit better. And I'm so glad to hear that. I've always thought as we start these podcasts, like, I hope you're getting something out of this because it always feels like it goes a bunch of different directions. Mm -hmm. But when you say it makes you feel better, like you're having a conversation with us, I'm glad. That is that is what I want. That is what when Sasha and I set out for this, like we just wanted to bring you into this world a little bit. Um, and honestly, I don't get to talk to Sasha enough. So like for me, this is just like a very therapeutic hour every single time mm-hmm. we record. So I'm just glad that you all get to be here and be present for it because honestly, it it's therapeutic for me as well. <laughs> Absolutely agree. Um, and we've said that several times, but um, honestly without like starting to cry, like Mm. Yuri has, I've known quote unquote, I've never met him in person, but has always been um, a huge supporter, honestly, of anything I've ever done in this space. And um, to hear that something that we're doing or talking about is beneficial to him. Like really, it really does mean the world. It really does. Um, We appreciate you and, and the kind words are, are truly felt. So thank you for listening. And I'm, I'm glad that we can at least be, some kind of bright spot in your life. It like Sasha said, I don't, I will get emotional. So I'm going to just also throw this out there, but the people also want Sasha swag, like (laughs) get out of my yard and (laughs) leave women alone. (laughs) Seriously. Get off of my lawn, get out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we'll have to look into, uh, I I love that it was called Sasha swag because that is a really (laughs) like good, uh, those are NIL opportunities. Sasha. <laughs> I, I'm just going to like throw that out there. This is, this is a name image and likeness opportunity that maybe cannot pass us by <laughs> for sure. Well, as always, we really appreciate you listening. Like we said, it means something to us that so many of you feel like this is a conversation that you get to be a part of every week. Um, it means a lot that you join us. Feel free to email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillversity.com. Um, at some point, I'll be able to forward your recent emails to Sasha. But like I said, apparently Outlook has decided it does not feel like working today. And again, same. So <laughs> hopefully you are having a better day than Microsoft Outlook is having right now. <laughs> I even like went to Twitter to see if like Microsoft, like to see if like Microsoft down or was like trending or something. And one tweet I found was like, literally don't care. I was like, that's such a mood. People are like, Microsoft is down. Shoot. Oh, darn. Darn it. (laughs) So love that for Microsoft. Your brand is as strong as ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Microsoft. We are not hating. We are just loving you. Kind of. 
kind of <laughs> when you decide to work <laughs> when you decide to work uh well as always again mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com you can also tweet at us at aaron Sorensen at sasha 72 um Go, go do something good for your, we said this last week, but go do something good for yourself this week. Go look at your playlist on Spotify. Like I yes. said, you will notice a trend, have some fun looking at like your favorite songs and being like, Whoa, Whoa. I have it. I have a type. <laughs> I thought my music type was unique. Turns yeah, out no, they all sound the same. <laughs> I think the greatest, the greatest epiphany I have had as an adult with music is that I am basic as heck and I do not care. And I like a good basic melody. So <laughs> Amen. <laughs> a- amen. Don't care if that bothers anybody. I love a good <laughs> pop song. Give me a good melody and a good beat and I'm happy. So Taylor Swift, we're jamming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I told Sasha we would end this podcast eight minutes ago and I still managed to not follow the rules that I set for myself, but we will be back next week with another episode. Email us, tweet at us. We will talk to you later. We appreciate you. Have a good week. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.